You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. We were going to start a brand new series today, but I realized that there's still two more chapters left in the book of John. And if you're just joining us, we've been looking at the book of John. And um, so, so I, I was like, let's just finish off the book, the gospel of John, and, and see what, uh, what it has for us in there. And so we're going we're gonna to look at that today, and um, we're just going to go for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I will say this. We have a saying around here that a quiet church is a dead church, which simply means that if in the message, if I'm saying something that resonates within your heart, then uh, feel free to, to say amen. Uh, if you got a little hum, you could hum back like, mm, you, you know, like wh- whatever it's choose your own adventure here at Discovery. Uh, you also, uh, if, if it's something really good that, that you just feel like um, is being said and, and resonating in your heart, uh, if it's really good, you could just stand up and nod. Be like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Or if it's super, super duper good, you cross your arms and you just nod and you stand. And, uh, and we're just going to see where it goes. But I'm going to read you a verse. I don't know if they'll have it on the screen, but that's okay. It's in your notes that you were given when you got here. Uh, so this is John chapter 20 and verse 19. And we're going to read through 22. It says this. Yep. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, The doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Could you turn to your neighbor and say, peace be with you? Come on, turn to your second choice and be like, peace be with you. Verse 20, when he said this, he showed them his hands in his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Verse 21, Jesus said to them, Again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so, I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. This morning, I'm excited to to break that that couple verses uh, down for you. So let's pray, and then we'll jump right in. Father, we love you. Oh, God, I thank you for your kindness this morning. I thank you uh, for bringing us here. God, some of us, we may be like, why, why am I even here? <laughs> but I thank you that it's not by accident, that you have something for each and every person sitting here this morning. And so I pray that you would help me to clearly and concisely uh, share what you have uh, for us to hear. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone said. Amen, amen. Hey, so I got a little uh, confession for you. I love going to Target. That's right. I just went bougie. I said Target and not Target. Uh, I love Target. Target is, it's, uh, it's a fun store. It's a happy store. If you have not been to the Target on Santa Rosa Avenue yet, please stop by there. It's even, it's even bougier. <laughs> Like, it's, 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 it's nice. And, and so, uh, so I love Target. The only problem with Target is that it tends, to, uh, it tends to get me to purchase things that I don't even plan on purchasing. Like, I don't even go, I, I go into the store for one thing. I come with a cart full of things. 
Like, I don't have dogs. I come back with, like, dog treats. It's like, what? Like, what are you doing to me, Target? What are you doing to me? And so uh, the, the other day, I was, I had to pick up my daughter from school, but I also had to do a quick, tar- quick Target run. And, and so I, I was like, okay, I'm on a mission. I, I need to get, I had to get one thing, one thing. And I knew that, that I had a little bit of time to do it, and so I was trying to just be very, uh, very, um, I, I was just trying to be responsible with my time. And, and so I get, I get to Target, I'm like, I'm just going straight to that aisle to, to get what I needed to get. I don't remember what it was, but that doesn't matter. I, 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 was, I was like, I got to go. And, and here, here's how I knew I just, I set myself up to fail as I grabbed a cart, <laughs> One thing, I grabbed a cart. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm going and, and uh, I'm pushing and, uh, and, and I notice some things on the side. I'm like, oh, I could probably use one of those. And I put it in my cart. And then I keep, I keep going. I see something else and I put it in my cart. Like before I know it, I had like 10, 15 things in my cart. Uh, and then I, I, I had to go to, uh, to, to check out. And um, maybe you guys can resonate with this. When, when you stand in that chasm between the clothes and the check, check stand aisles, like I at least, I'm always like seeing who, like what line is the shortest. Is that just me? And I learned that day that just because the line is the shortest doesn't mean it's going to be the quickest. Come on. And so I went to, I went to the, short, the shortest line there. Um, but, but the, the beloved sister in front of me, uh, she, uh, was doing coupons and, uh, and, and she couldn't find her coupon on her phone and, um, and, uh, and the person that was helping her was very, just very kind and like, hey, no worries, just take your time. It's great. It's okay. And I'm like, mm. And it's funny because I have this thing that I, I expect every person that I run into, I expect them to at one day at least come and visit Discovery. So I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just like, it's okay. No rush here at all. And, and, and so, so uh, then, uh, then I, I put my stuff on, on, the, on the conveyor belt. Someone comes up behind me. And then... Uh, Right at that moment, the next check stand over was like, sir, I can help you right here. And I was like, my stuff's already on the, on the belt. It's too late. You're too late. I was, I was irritated about that. So I, 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 my stuff's on the conveyor belt. I'm about to, she, uh, the, the, the lady in front of me, the, the beautiful creature of God in front of me, left. And, um, and, and I, was, I was over there. And I looked at the items on my conveyor belt, and I realized the one thing that I came in for, I didn't get. And so I was like, you know what, I'm sorry. I, and I put everything back in my cart, and I went, and I, and I remember just being so frustrated. Because I was on a mission, but I got distracted. I was on a mission to get one thing in a short amount of time so I can pick up my little girl, who, by the way, I was a little late for to pick up. That doesn't matter either for the point of the story, for the point of the story. Um, and so, so, so I'm like, 
I, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm bummed out. Just, I was distracted. I was on mission, but I got distracted. And I was thinking about that, this idea of, of having a mission, being on mission, having, having a, something that you have to do, but noticing and realizing how easy it is to become distracted with something else. And, and really, this is what's going on within the scripture text that we just read right now. It's, it's the disciples, they were on a mission but they got distracted. See, for those of you that are unfamiliar of what's taken place, uh, uh, Jesus, he just, he just died. Uh, the disciples, they have no idea that, that he was resurrected. So they, they have no idea that Jesus is now alive. And so they're freaking out, you see, because people thought that Jesus and his followers were starting a revolt to the traditions of Judaism. And so they, the people, they, they, the Jewish leaders, Christian leaders, or not, excuse me, not Christian leaders, but the religious leaders, they, they saw Jesus and his followers as threats. And so they knew that they already, they already killed their leader, Jesus. And so the, the apostles, they begin to, to, to out of fear, they, they begin to, to realize, oh, we're next. They're coming after us next. And so what happens is, and this is what we read in, in our verse, is, is they, they, out of fear, what they did is they ran. They went inside. And the text says that they locked the door. So they were on mission but they got distracted by fear. See, this, this morning, I, I want us to, 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 before we go any further, I want to talk a little bit about this thing called fear that I think if we're honest, we all can relate to in one way, shape, or, or, or form because uh, the, the, these apostles, they, they, they begin to become fearful for their lives. They were on mission. They had a mission, right? But then they became distracted by fear. And this idea of fear is, is, is so intriguing to me because I think what we read in the text is a beautiful depiction of what fear does to us. See, the apostles, the disciples, they ran into the house. They locked their door, and in their minds, they were safe, right? And their minds are like, oh, we're safe in here. Let's just lock the door. We're fine. We, we, we don't, we're, it's okay in here. But really, what, what we're seeing here and what I want you to understand about fear is, is that fear, um, fear never, uh, uh, fear always uh, prohibits and so though the apostles were safe in that room, they, they essentially, they locked themselves up away from everything that God had for them on the other side of the door. And, and I think if we're not careful, and I believe this, this is part of your notes, 
that, that we have to realize that fear keeps us from fulfillment. Fear keeps us from fulfillment. John, what is fulfillment? And, and, and I think fulfillment, it could, it could definitely be your interpretation, but the fulfillment that I'm talking about today is the fulfillment that you and I respond to and that we get to be part of the fulfillment and the purpose that God has created us for. See, for each and every one of us here, and I know I sound like a broken record because I say this mostly every week, but you are not here by accident. You are not here created, you are not here placed on earth right now in this season, in this time just to suck up oxygen. That God created you for a purpose. He created you for a reason. And that moment that we can realize and discover what our purpose is, is the moment that you and I can begin to walk in fulfillment of what he's called us to. But what you need to understand is that before we can ever reach our fulfillment, we first got to face our fears. See, because if, if, this is, if this is what my fear is, I'm over here, but everything that God's called you to is over here. And so as long as I'm back here, I am ineffective to what God has called me to do. As long as I'm driven by fear, I'm stuck behind a locked door, never able to press into the fulfillment and purpose that God has for me. I wonder this morning how many of us are lost and locked up in our fear and we're never able to see what's on the other side that God has for us. See, because the fulfillment that he has for us, it's not where I'm at right now, it's on the other side. But I can't reach that until I'm willing to face my, my fear. So this morning, my question to you is, what are you fearing that is preventing you from going to the other side? Because whatever he's called you to is on the other side of this. And it's important that we understand this process. Because as long as, 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 as we're fearful, we'll always, we'll always be afraid to step into our purpose. And here's why. Because your purpose always takes faith to step into and as long as long as as long as it takes faith there's going to have to take steps in places and areas that you can't see in front of you and so as long as you can't see him fear will always tell us there's nothing there and, and so if we're trying to get to where we need to be we got if if we're trying to live by faith we we have to be able to step where we can't see because that's how we reach our purpose. Are you trekking with me this morning so far? And, and, and so, so this morning, uh, we, 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 have to, we have to get past this fear. We have to get past the fear. Whatever fear you have in your life right now, I'm telling you, you got to get past it. I'm not trying to sound ins insincere or trying to be rude or trying to, trying to make you be like, why is he saying that? But I need you to know that that fear is holding you back. Fear is holding you back from what God has for you, from everything that God has for you. 
But we got to step out in faith. And here's the good news, though, because I know that fear in itself is like, ah. but here's the great news. The text says that, 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 um, that, the, that the disciples, they locked themselves in the door. Excuse me, in the door, what? They locked themselves in the room. They were afraid. And I love what happens next. The text says that the very thing that happened next is Jesus appeared. Like right there. And it's very interesting to me that, that uh, the author, John, he, he lets us know that the door is locked. He emphasizes the idea that the door is locked, and yet Jesus still popped up. Like what if the lock was the fear, and, and this idea that, hey, no matter what fear you're going through, that Jesus can still show up if you need him to? And he still popped up and said, I'm here. And I love what Jesus, what Jesus did. The first thing he said, the first thing he did is, uh, he, he, what he didn't say is this. I, I picture all the, all the disciples who are like huddling around like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Uh, what are we going to do? Like what Jesus didn't do, although it would have been funny, he, he like creep up behind him as they're huddling and he's been like, Like, I, thought, I think that would have been hilarious if he did that. I think it would have been hilarious if, if he was like, this is what I left. This is who I left this mission to? These bunch of scaredy cats? Ah! Like I died for you guys to huddle? Like, that's what I would have said. That's not what Jesus said. The very first thing that Jesus said, the very first thing that Jesus did, as he said this, he said, peace be with you. And so in that moment, Jesus became their peace to override their fear. See, and, and, and what I love is that Jesus, he, he, he is like the ultimate leader, right? Like he is like the John Maxwell times a million, the, the leader of all leaders, because Jesus understands that you, you can talk the talk, but you also have to walk the walk, right? And so Jesus becomes their peace, and he does it two ways. I believe this is in your notes. He spoke peace. He said, peace be with you. But I love this part even more. He, so he talked the talk, but then he walked the walk. And the very next thing after he said, peace be with you, is the text says that he showed them the scars from where the nails were. And where the, the, the spear pierced him in the sides. So he didn't just tell them, peace be with you, but he showed them. See, this is what I, what I find so intriguing about Jesus is that, uh, is that Jesus, he understood how easy it is to get distracted from your purpose. Jesus understood. He understood the fear that comes with stepping out in faith. Well, John, how do you know that? Well, because it said that when he was praying, he was sweating blood. Like he was so overwhelmed about wanting to do this that he was like sweating blood. How, well, and then also it says that he, he's, uh, Jesus says before he, 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 he's about to be murdered, he, he says, 
If there is a way, he's talking to God, he's like, if there is a way that this cup can be passed from me, please let it happen. But at the end of the day, whatever you want, I'll do. And so what does that show me? It shows me that Jesus, he understood his purpose, but he also understood, man, there's fear associated with it. And so Jesus, he spoke peace, but he also showed peace because he said, hey, I understand what you're going through. I understand the fear that it takes for you to step out. I understand the fear that's associated with, with, with your new job that you're wanting or the schooling or, or whatever. Like, I understand the fear associated with it, but, but, but the purpose is always bigger. And, and, and he shows this. He shows him his hands. He shows him his scars. He's like, hey, I'm, build, I'm building credibility. I'm, I love the text in the scripture that says, for we do, not, uh, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with us. Because he's gone through everything that we've gone through, it's, yet he's done it without sin. And I love that because it just it models this idea that whatever we're struggling with, Jesus understands what you're going through. He understands your fear. He understands what, what, what it is that, that you're wanting to take another step to, but you're just scared because you don't see that step in front of you. But he gets it. He understands. And he said, hey, peace be with you. He said, peace be with you because he becomes our peace. Jesus wants to be your peace and your greatest fear. He wants to be your, your peace and your greatest fear. Why? Why is that? And I think this is very, again, very just genius of Jesus. Is that he understood that in order for us to buy into and to understand our purpose, he first had to address their fear. See, when Jesus showed up on the scene in our text, he could have simply gone straight to, hey, what are you doing? You have a purpose. But he didn't. He didn't say that. And it's mind-boggling to me. He could have been like, showed up. What are you guys doing? Hey, you're supposed to be on the other side. You're supposed to be on the other side of the door. Why are you here? He didn't. He didn't say that. The first thing that Jesus did is he addressed their fear. And he addressed their fear by becoming their peace. And then the next thing that happens, after he becomes their peace, then he reminds them that they have a purpose. Because in order to reach your purpose, you gotta be willing to face your fear. And so Jesus, he becomes their peace. And then he, he gives them the two Ps. He tells them, they have a purpose, the first one. So you got to understand that you have a purpose this morning. That God's created you, again, for a reason, for something. You have a purpose. And what's, what you need to understand about your purpose is that when your purpose, the God-given purpose, the fulfillment that God has for you, the purpose that he's created you for, you need to understand that it's big. 
that whatever he's created you for, it's, 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 not, it's, it's something big. And so when you think about the purpose, the fulfillment that God has for you, that purpose should freak you out just a little bit. It should make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. It should make you say, how in the world am I going to do that? See, because he's created you for a purpose, so he's already given you the tools that you need necessary to fulfill it. But it should be so big that you should stand back and be like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like that's, I, I can't, how, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to do that? It should be big. And that's why Jesus, after he dressed the fear with peace, he told them they had a purpose, but then he also reminded them that they had power. Because he said, he said that uh, once he said, he said, just as I have been sent, I am now sending you. Right, that's the purpose. But Jesus, we're... We're over here, though, like, I don't want to go on the other side because it's scary, and I don't know if we can do it. I don't know if I, don't know if I have what it takes. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if people will listen to me to become a leader. I don't, I don't know if I have what it takes to take that job. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if I have what it takes to, to do that schooling. I don't know if I have, and it's that fear behind the door. And, but, but he said, you have a purpose. And then he said this, but don't worry, you don't have to do it by yourself. And the text says he blew, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Listen, I got to tell you that you do not have to go through your purpose on your own. That he has given us the Holy Spirit to give us power to press in on those things and those, those areas that we're like, I don't know how we're going to do it. Those, those things that we are fearful of, we don't have to be fearful because he's our peace and he's given us the Holy Spirit to press on and to press past those fears. He said, he said, you have a purpose and now I'm going to give you power with that. And I want to read the last verse to you, and then I'm done. Because I think this is, this is big. So as long, I just, again, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Fear. Jesus came to overtake fear by becoming your peace. Then he reminded you that you have a purpose and that you don't have to be scared of your purpose because he's given you power, okay? And then he gets to verse 23 and I love this verse. He says this, and, and I believe this is in your notes too. The very next thing after it says that he, he said receive the Holy Spirit, the very next thing he says is if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. What is he saying there? Here's, here's what he's not saying. He's not saying that you and I have the ability to walk around and be like, you're forgiven. 
splash water on people. Like, that's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. Well, what is he saying then, John? Glad you asked. What he's saying is that inside of you, you have the message of forgiveness. Who is Jesus? And there is this message inside of you that you have the ability to go out and let people know that it doesn't matter their past, it doesn't matter their history, it doesn't matter what they came from, there is a God that loves them unconditionally. That you're forgiven. He says that you have a message of forgiveness inside of you. But here's the scary part. He says that you have, the, you have the message of forgiveness inside of you. But then he says that we also have the opportunity. Well, it's not really an opportunity. We have the option of withholding it from people. I read that to me, or I read that, and, and I was like, God, may I never be that person that withholds that forgiveness from anyone. And so Jesus, the last thing that he says, if you forgive someone, they're forgiven. Why? Because you have the message of forgiveness. But then if you withhold it, they're not forgiven. And so it's this idea, man, we have a lot God, Jesus has entrusted us with this privilege of holding this message of forgiveness. And my question to you this morning, my question for myself is what am I going to do with that message of forgiveness? to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.